Hello and welcome to the show. Now, some folks come up with really creative ways to get people following their content uh, online or trying to build a, a tribe, as we used to call it back in the day, in the early days of um, Web 2.0. Um, yeah, so people come up with really creative ways to get people following, liking, building a tribe, building a community. Now, the goal of a community or an online tribe is eventually to monetize some sort of product. It's usually information products. So if you hang out a lot on Instagram, um, you'll see that um, a lot of these kinds of people trying to uh, build communities are doing so because they're coaches trying to sell uh, online classes that will teach other coaches how to teach other coaches and you know on and on. So usually it's some kind of... Um, uh, some kind of information uh, product, selling a book, selling coaching classes, uh, stuff like that. But of course, it doesn't have to be information products. It also could be products or services that um, you have. And uh, well, in this case, like I have. And of course, that's the whole point of uh, the podcast, the um, Instagram handle and um, all the stuff that I have. So what this means in effect is that um, eventually you want people who follow your content to buy something from you in the future. So remember that uh, before I get into the gist of why we're looking at these sorts of things today. So ultimately, the aim is you want people following you and those sorts of people should be the people that could buy something from you in the future or that could take some uh, next step that benefits um, both of you, that there's some mutual um, benefits. Now, one of these creative ways of building community that I've seen online was an example that I saw on Twitter. Now, the, uh, there was a guy who put out a tweet and the tweet went something like this. So um, it said, my son swears that watching his YouTube videos will make other kids smarter. Please subscribe to his channel so that I can hear word at home. Now, for the non-Nigerian audience, the expression, quote, to hear word is going to sound strange. So let me translate it the best that I can. And uh, every time you hear to hear word, in quote, uh, especially in this kind of context, just substitute that to mean so I can have peace at home. So in other words, the YouTube message, um, sorry, not uh, YouTube, the Twitter message was more like this. My son's YouTube videos will help make your kids smarter. Please subscribe to his channel so that he can stop pestering me at home. So that's my own translation. Now, this ploy seemed to work because after that, a bunch of people followed and uh, commented below that they had followed. And one of the new subscribers was a woman in her tweens who doesn't have kids. Now, I believe that's what it's called, tweens. I mean, when you get past your teenage years, so you've gone past 19, you're now 20, 21, 22, so I think they're called uh, tweens. If they're no longer called tweens uh, anymore, then uh, forgive my ignorance. So one of the people who followed was a woman in her tweens, and she doesn't have any kids. Now, I noticed that lots of other adults um, followed the handle as well, uh, just to boost the young man's uh, morale. Now, in this case, if you're the father who put out the tweet because you are trying to build your son's uh, community by getting people to subscribe to his YouTube channel, would you say that the mission was accomplished by the tweet? Some people will say, yes, mission accomplished. It was successful because a bunch of people subscribed. But then we have to ask the question, was it truly a successful mission? Now, um... Is this the right way to get people following your content and building your community um, online? It was nice, it was creative, and it's really endearing that a father would do this sort of thing. But from a sales perspective, the most effective way to get people to do something actually is to figure out what their needs are 
figure out what their own motives are and then see how uh, those motives and needs aligns with your own product or your services or your own motive. So that alignment is going to be the crux of what your sales pitch is. Now remember, in this case, this guy's sales pitch was, please follow these guys, follow my son's Instagram handle so that I can have peace at home. So remember, that's his sales pitch. Follow so I can have uh, peace at home. Um, but remember that from a traditional sales perspective, what we're trying to do is to figure out motives and align those motives to yours or to your product or your service. Now, that's the reason why the pure water sellers hang out in motor parks and they don't come all the way to our um, offices in the central districts or in the uh, uh, like call them, metropolitan district, uh, districts or is it cosmopolitan districts. And anyway, the bottom line is they hang out in parks and they don't really come to the city center where all of us are. Now, for those of you who are non-Nigerian listeners, uh, pure water sellers are basically um, hawkers, people who run around with um, pre-packaged water, not bottled water, uh, but pre-packaged water in um, cellophane bags. And I think the early people who used to um, market them when this thing, when it became kind of like a thing, back when I was in secondary school, exiting primary school and going into secondary school, um, they would go around shouting uh, pure water. So, and they've just been known as um, pure water sellers. Whether in fact you think the water is pure or not. In fact, my father-in-law would never buy water from them, except if he wants to use the water to wash his hands or to do something else, because he insists that that water is not in fact pure. But anyway, that's what we call them, pure water sellers. So they hang around motor parks and they don't come around to our offices. Now, the reason why they don't do that, uh, why they don't come to offices is because they know that our offices are air-conditioned and basically we're not thirsty in the office. That's because, first of all, it's air-conditioned, we're all cool, and the offices have water dispensers. So you guys don't have the thirst motive and you guys are not dehydrated. That's why the pure water sellers are not going to bother coming to your office or to your studio because you're cool and you're not thirsty. So they go to motor parks because um, there are travelers there who have been through an hour or more in uncomfortable, cramped, hot and sweaty cars and most likely these sorts of people are going to be very thirsty. Even if they're not thirsty, there might be someone there like my father-in-law who uh, just wants to wash his hands because, you know, he's tired, dusty commute or whatever. Some people want to wipe their foreheads or something. So either way, commuters at public parks are always in need of water for one reason or the other. That's why pure water sellers go there. And that's why they don't come to your office. That's why they don't come to your studio. And that's why they don't come to uh, all these fancy, um, swanky locations. So the pure water seller has figured out something and he's trying to align um, himself or herself with other people's motives. So the pure water seller isn't going to try and convince everyone else that they should be thirsty or that they should need water now. They just go exactly where people are already thirsty because they're trying to align um, people's motives with theirs. Now, what does this have to do with um, uh, our son's uh, YouTube channel, or rather, the YouTube channel of um, the the YouTube channel of the son of the man who was tweeting? I guess I should have come up with a less convoluted way of saying that. So, what does this have to do with the YouTube channel? Now, if um, this were you, and your son has a YouTube channel and it's aimed at getting other kids, remember, we're talking about kids getting other kids to be smarter, then you should be looking for kids who actually want to get smarter. That is the alignment that you should be looking for. It's a YouTube channel aimed at kids, not aimed at adults. So you should be trying to get kids to subscribe and not 
adults to subscribe. Now, does it help if you get a bunch of adults to subscribe to your son's YouTube channel, which is aimed at children? Maybe, in a sense, because now they have a high uh, subscriber count. Maybe before you put out that tweet, they only had eight subscribers. You put out the tweet and then the subscriber base has grown to, let's say, 500 because you're popular on Twitter and the guy is popular. So let's, let's just scratch that. Let's say more like 1,000 subscribers. Now, this is what happens eventually. All these adults, uh, all these adults are going to sign up to your son's YouTube channel, but they're not going to engage with the content because it's irrelevant to them. Remember, the channel is aimed at kids who want to get smarter, not adults. Now, in this case, don't you think it's going to hurt the channel because the algorithm is going to judge the channel to be ineffective and irrelevant? The reason why the algorithm is going to do that is because if this guy keeps putting out videos um, every day, but they're aimed at kids, but the father put out a tweet and got um, hundreds of thousands of adults to sign up, the adults are not going to watch it because it's not something that's relevant to them. And the algorithm is just going to assume that these videos are, in fact, bad. But that's because we have the wrong people on the YouTube channel. Instead of having kids who want to be smarter, we have adults who are the father's friends who have decided to support their friend. So now this is what happens when people subscribe, but they don't end up liking our videos. If we put out videos, commenting on our videos, or um, uh, let's see what else. So if they don't like, they don't comment, they don't share, you know, this is exactly what it is that happens. This is what happens when tons of adults subscribe to a YouTube channel that was aimed at kids. So when the algorithm makes that kind of assessment, it's likely not going to promote it to other people who could use that video. So if you are the parent in this case, how about putting out a tweet that went something like this instead? Hey parents, would you like your kids to become smarter during the long vacations? And um, at the time of me making this recording, we had long vacations. So I'm just trying to, um, what's that word? Uh, I'm trying to retweet the tweet. Well, I'm trying to edit the tweet and make it relevant to what's going on right now. So, hey parents, would you like your kids to become smarter during the long vacations? Please subscribe your kids to my son's YouTube channel, which explores topics on XYZ. It's guaranteed to make them smarter. And if nothing else, support my son because you're my friend. So that kind of tweet. Um, it's a slight adjustment, but I think what you have here in this tweet, instead of the older one, which was um, subscribe so that I can have peace at home, is that this one has the right call to action. The call to action that you put out here is parents, subscribe your kids to this channel instead of getting the parents to subscribe themselves. So remember the first time we got a whole bunch of adults to subscribe to the channel, but all we're trying to do is to get the adults to subscribe their kids. To the channel. Also, um, people like to take action, they like to buy, they like to like or subscribe because of their reasons and not because of yours. So in this case, the whole thing about having peace at home and supporting me and everything, we pushed that down to the bottom and we have gone straight to uh, what the cocoa is, which is have you got kids? Do you want them to be smarter? My son has a useful resource. It's long vacation. Let's get the kids engaged. Now, that is a reason that other people could have for taking um, action. So getting people to subscribe to something for your own peace of mind is not an effective clarion call. So instead of saying things like, stop, please subscribe so that my son stops nagging me, how about saying, uh, even if you say something like, please show your support for the leaders of tomorrow by subscribing, you know, that's 
a whole lot better. We are trying to make it more, um, what's the word? I can't remember that word anyway. So it's not uh, let my son stop nagging me. But we're talking about promoting the um, leaders of uh, leaders of tomorrow. Now, um, where was I? Okay, now, because this isn't... Uh, sorry, guys, about uh, all that noise. That's because, you know, I'm making the recording in the house. And, you know, like I said, long vacation. So children are running all over the place. And that's the reason why we have doors opening, closing, slamming, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Okay, now, because um, this whole drama that we've gone through right now isn't about a business uh, per se, then we shouldn't take this whole scenario too seriously because the father was just trying to promote um, his son's um, YouTube channel. But the reason why I figured I'd make an episode out of this is because eventually, we mummies and daddies, we decide to start a business, we decide to build a community, we decide to sell something of our own, and when that time comes... This is an example of the principles that we ought to follow when it comes to building our communities. So you, the photographer, you, the wedding planner, uh, whatever it is, the architect, whatever business you're involved in, it's not about your motives. It's about other people's motives. So you should be trying to figure out what other people's motives are. Trying to get people to like, to subscribe, you know, for your own peace of mind or whatever. I mean, that's not the cocoa. You should be looking at um, what the gap is, what people need, and that is the reason why I should try to get them to subscribe and to follow and to be part of the community. So you should make sure that you're targeting the right people and delivering relevant information to them. Also, make sure that you deliver effective calls to action uh, that makes sense to the people that you are um, targeting. Now, realize, please, let's realize that people only do things for their own benefit. So let's stop asking people to do something for our own benefit. Like you remember with the pure water seller, the pure water seller, he or she is walking around and they're shouting ice cold pure water. He's doing this so that you can see a clear benefit for you in this scorching heat. Now this is going to be something that will refresh your thirst, that will quench your thirst. The pure water, isn't, the pure water seller is not going around shouting, help me pay my children's school fees. It's possible that if the Piotr seller goes around shouting, help me pay my children's school fees, it's possible it might work because there's some people who might say, eh, you know, I don't need the water, but let me help this guy out. Let me help a brother out or let me help a sister out. You know, after all, we're on uh, vacations right now. So children will be back in three weeks. And yeah, let's help her pay school fees. So yeah, that's possible that it might work. But the thing is, between both messages, I'm sure deep down we know that whichever one you choose to go with, even though both of them are true and both of them are valid, because yes, the Piotr seller has to pay children's school fees. And um, yes, someone may be thirsty or may not be thirsty, but only one is going to be effective over the long term. And which one do you think is going to be? Walking around shouting ice cold pure water, especially when the weather is hot, or walking around shouting, help me pay my children's school fees. Think about it and figure, try and figure out which you think would be a much more effective call to action. And that is what we should have um, that's what we should have at the back of our mind when we're trying to do these things. Whether it's in real life, trying to hawk our goods, for those of you who um, hawk, well, although I doubt that there'll be any um, hawkers here. Although sometimes when we go for uh, wedding fairs, business fairs, bridal shows, it kind of descends into a hawking fest because we're running around trying to grab brides and grooms by the elbow to say, oh, this is me, I do this, 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 I'm the best planner, the best photographer the best makeup artist the best this the best that so yeah sometimes in you know we kind of behave like hawkers but anyway 
So these are the principles that we should be following when we're trying to promote ourselves, our businesses, and to build our communities um, online and offline. Oh, by the way, I've used a term that I didn't quite define, and that's a call to action. Now, a call to action is that thing that you ask a potential customer or potential um, audience uh, to do after they consume um, your content. So in the first case, it was um, subscribe to my son's YouTube channel. And that's because they've read the tweet. Now that they're done reading the tweet, this is what you want them to do next. So we should be having um, call to actions in the stuff that we put out um, online. Now, why is having a call to action important? It's because if after people watch your videos, you don't tell them what to do, or after they read your tweets or they listen to your podcast, you don't tell them what to do, they might do absolutely nothing at all. And that's the reason why from time to time, I say if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe so that you can catch them when they come out uh, straight hot off the press. And then also um, tell your friends and your enemies because um, if you're a good Christian, you're supposed to love your enemies. And if there's anything useful on these uh, on these uh, over 400 and I think 30 recordings that we've done so far that has been useful to promote your business, then you ought to share it with your enemy as well, being a good Christian, so that your enemies can have a chance to build um, good businesses um, as well. So you should also have call to actions behind everything that you do. So that's a summary of what it is that I uh, came up here to make the recording um, today. So if building an online community is uh, part of your business strategy um, to get your business going, um, let's say you're a wedding photographer, but then you now teach other wedding photographers how to take pictures or how to interact with their clients. Uh, this is the whole idea. In putting out your messaging online, you should be getting people to take actions for their own benefit, not for yours. So for, in this case, the wedding photographer who's trying to teach other wedding photographers to be good with clients or to be good with taking photos, your call to action shouldn't be um, subscribe to my YouTube channel and give me money so that I can pay my children's school fees. No. It's going to be about uh, subscribe to my channel so you can make more money by uh, being able to talk to clients better. Or subscribe to my channel so they can take you can wow your clients by taking uh, those um, fantastic dream photos. So um, it's not about you. It's not about your motives. It's about the other people. Try and figure out what the needs and the motives are and then align in all the messaging that we put out online. And uh, yeah, that's it for today, pretty much. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode. And remember the call to action. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Um, especially for those of you who have enemies. Let your enemies know as well. So... Um, yeah, that's it. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.